0: every time
2: a proud member of the gun geek network the opinions expressed are those of each individual check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one on this week's show
0: captain marvel is finally here game of thrones finally gives us a glimpse of season eight and a whole bunch of good news for devil may cry fans
2: Welcome to the PCC Multiverse.
0: And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my good friend. He is our Captain Marvel of Humanica Media. You got to check out everything today at humanicamedia.com. Comedian on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. Captain Marvel is here, and i just tell you what, I'm so excited, and I know you are as well. Super
3: excited, but you're clearly more enthused than I am.
0: I'll tell you what, I was so excited. In fact, I was so excited, I got a chance to appear this week on the Big Daddy Roadshow Show. If you want to check out bigdaddyroadshow.com or bigdaddyroadshow on YouTube, I was humbled to be asked to appear on the show to talk about Captain Marvel at length, so if you want to hear my thoughts there, it's an outstanding show. If you like the adult talk format type deal, it's over three hours of great talk that's there. I know I got to be in the first half hour, so you want to check that out, and you know what? It went up on YouTube, you got a chance to look at it, and (laughs) at first... There were some technical difficulties, my friend. You want to know what they were? Shoot. All right. Well, he did come back and tell me the first time around that my head was just a little too big and was distorting everything. So they had to go ahead and have it fixed.
3: I don't see the difference. How do they fix it?
0: (laughs) I was setting myself up for that. I was setting myself up. I didn't even give you any real leeway into that either. You just, you just hit it right out of the park. But it is going to be a great show we have for everyone out there today. We will be talking Captain Marvel. Rest assured, we've got a lot of that coming up. Because not only are Josh and I are going to talk about it, we also have Jessica Boggs from the TV Ratings Guide, Daphne Matthew from the Walking Dead fan base, and Talking the Dead, plus also Nutty Nuches from Nutty Bites and Beyond the Wall. They're all going to be talking about Captain Marvel, what it means to them, and how important it is to our culture, pop culture, the whole nine yards, and also the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're going to be talking at length about Captain Marvel and the hopes for not only for for them and what they want the movie to be, but also for young ladies and women out there as well. Plus, we're also going to be talking on the back end about Devil May Cry 5. That's coming out this weekend. So excited for that. A lot of great reviews. We're going to be talking about the Devil May Cry series and how important this game, if it succeeds, what it will do for that series and also going forward for the video game industry. And then also, you know, a little trailer came out this week for, a, I guess, an independent show that I kind of think is on this little small channel called HBO. It is Game of Thrones. That's right. Season 8 trailer finally dropped. We're going to talk about that. I know Josh, as he stated before, we went on the air. He was just so excited. You know I watched it, Gerald. That's what his response was. We're going to be talking about that as well at the back end of the show. But first off, my friend, it is Captain Marvel. It is the 21st entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Your thoughts, my friend, on Captain Marvel it's going to be something that a lot of people are looking forward to and what it's leading into and where it's going from here.
3: All right. Yeah. So this is the last movie leading up to Avengers Endgame. And this is kind of the the missing piece, right? So we saw the, the after credit scene in Infinity War, and that was the signal for Captain Marvel. And I'm excited for this movie, but not for the same reasons you are. I know you're big into the social aspects of the film, whereas I'm going into it because i i want that missing puzzle piece you know i want the continuity going into endgame and that's where where i'm more excited about it and i don't really have a lot of expectations for it honestly like i'm i'm trying to stay away from news articles because the remember so i told you i enjoyed black panther but i didn't think that it was great with this movie i'm trying to stay away from news articles because i don't want to feel that pressure of going into this movie and being pressured into liking it based on my, you know, peers and stuff like that. So I'm trying to go into it with nothing, and you know, so far it's been a struggle. So I'm going to go lights out until I see it on Tuesday. But I am excited. It looks interesting. It looks like it's kind of hitting in. We. You know, what's weird is that we've never gotten a legitimate origin story for a female in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got we kind of got one with Black Widow in Age of Ultron, but we haven't got anything like this. So I'm curious how that formula works when they're dealing with someone who's not Tony Stark, you know, and. I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. I saw a couple reviews, a couple numbered reviews, and I know that it's not like getting stellar reviews, but it's still people seem to like it. The consensus is that it's okay. So, you know, hopefully I can go into it and just be entertained and then go home and say, yeah, that was a good flick. Maybe I'll watch it again sometime.
0: On Rotten Tomatoes, the current score as of this recording is 82% fresh and that's just the fact that 82% of the actual reviewers involved are giving it a positive score plus also on metacritic which is also a i guess a a closer barometer to what the average is of what they're actually scoring it as it's actually a 66 but that's weighed in by the highs and the lows of whatever is being produced out there most of the actual scores are in the 7s and 8s as far as the movie is concerned so I think overall it's gonna be a good picture. We'll have our review over the weekend as far as not only uh, in written form on popculturecosmos.com, but also as well, Josh and I are gonna share our thoughts in the coming days on it as well, as whether it's gonna be on our Monday show or whether it's gonna be also on our Friday show. My friend, when it comes to the actual movie itself, it's projected to do over $100 million, but it's kind of like a very broad brush when it comes to what people are targeting. Some are targeting right around 80 to 100, some are targeting as much as 150. Your thoughts on a possible 150 million dollar take domestically? I'm thinking somewhere in about 110 120 million dollars personally, because I think there's a lot of excitement because of people like you out there that want to see the missing pieces to Avengers Endgame, and also people like me that wants to go ahead and take his daughters to something that he thinks is going to be a positive reinforcement at sign for women and causes advancement of where we need to be as far as females leading in Hollywood. So I think it's going to be right around that 110, $120 million mark when it comes to opening weekend domestically, it's gearing up to be about $300 million worldwide. Where do you think the break-even line is in Marvel's mind where they think it should end up worldwide to be a positive? It's not going to hit where Black Panther hit at $1.4 billion, but if it hits anywhere near or over what Wonder Woman did at $820 million, I think it's doing just fine.
3: You know, I don't think it's going to do as well as Wonder Woman. I, I feel like it's going to make some million to maybe a little over 800. That's my prediction for it. I Just because seeing the preliminary scores as it is right now, we're at like, you know, IGN and Polygon giving it seven seven 7.58 and Wonder Woman scored a lot higher than that. I want to say they had like 8.5s and nine. So I just don't see it outselling Wonder Woman, but I, I still see it ranking pretty high because what is low for a Marvel
0: film? then you're talking also about the thor movies and a couple the ant-man movie i think the original one i think didn't score very high there's there's been a couple others that have not scored as high as some others all have had positive scores of some type including the incredible hulk 2009 I, i think that still is garnered a positive score as well so It's not in the upper echelon, that's for sure, by any stretch of the imagination. So I can see your reasoning on why you don't think it will perform as high as Wonder Woman. I just think it's going to be a lot of excitement leading into it. I know that overseas, like for instance in China, it's compared to Avengers Age of Ultron and Captain America Civil War, as far as the numbers pre-order are concerned. I know here in the States that the interest in it is not quite at the level of avengers infinity war as far as advanced ticket sales but it is i guess in the ballpark of the top three or four so i think there will be a lot of enthusiasm that might push it above the 800 million dollar mark Whether or not it surpasses Wonder Woman, we'll have to wait and see. But I'm not going to say $1 is out of the realm of possibility because you never know with the kind of momentum that it could have getting closer to Avengers Endgame and a lot of people wanting to see it at the last minute. We saw that same type of deal with Avengers Infinity War and how much it helped, I guess, keep relevant Black Panther in as far as the top 10 box office is concerned.
3: Right. But this is interesting in the fact that, you know, we like last week we had discussed trolling, right? And this movie is weird because in the marketing for this, there's actually, I don't know, I feel like maybe it isolates fans a little more than their past films have. So, and, you know, the trolling has been a result of that. But I just, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people who would have gone to see it in theaters are now going to wait until it comes out on Redbox or digital or whatever but they're still going to watch it. I I just don't see it doing as well as everyone's predicting it's going to do because I certainly didn't expect it to score, you know, sevens and eights. I thought it would be, you know, people would be giving it nines, 9.5s 9. and stuff like that. So
0: I agree with you on that part because the Twitter comments that were made by reviewers right after the world premiere or the sneak peek, I should say they were all very positive of the movie and gave no indication of the little bit lower scores than expected that ultimately came out. I also know that there was some backlash from the entertainment media and also backlash from certain groups because of things she had said previously about the entertainment media, which for the most part is true to some extent. I mean, it is primarily the majority of it is white males like us that are covering the entertainment industry on a professional level. And she wanted more diversity in it, which is not bad, which is which is actually very, very welcomed and, and very appreciated that she spoke out on that. But it did turn some people the wrong way, but it did make them upset, but it did cause some groups to go out and speak out against her and formulate boycott, hashtag boycott Captain Marvel videos on YouTube that are demeaning her and Captain Marvel movie. There's also the the what we talked about when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, where they bombed the user rating already before the movie even came out. So there's been a lot of issues and controversies that may keep it down as, a little bit. I still think there's gonna be a lot of momentum for it that will make it, I guess, a worthwhile venture for Marvel and Disney. But I think it has to score well because she is going to be the face of what you see a lot of in the next phase I'm not counting Endgame because who knows what's going to happen in Endgame, but I know she's going to be a part of it. But I'm talking about down the road. She is going to be one of the faces of the Avengers going forward. And if that's the case, I think for a good sign for her that people will accept her in that role, it has to, I believe, initially do pretty good at the box office in order to get that across.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, back to the, just for a quick minute, back to the controversy thing. I I think it's just it's it's bad marketing you know i'm not like i I've, i was talking to brian kane about this like them saying oh hey this is a feminist uh what, what do you call it like a bastion for feminism it removes my ability to watch the film objectively and get what i want to get out of it it makes me wonder like how what if they didn't say that hey this is you know a big feminist thing yada 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 would people go into it and like would would that even make even more like say your your daughter's going to see it and they they don't know anything about this controversy would the movie be that much more enjoyable for them why can't we just go into a movie and take what we will out of it because that's what movies are supposed to do instead of people telling us what we should Or shouldn't think going into it because already i feel a lot of pressure to like this movie i don't want that you know it's the same thing with black panther There was so much pressure to like the movie and i even went back a couple weeks ago trying to watch it again uh seeing you know what else might might come out of it and i still couldn't enjoy it because there's so much pressure so i just think that people shouldn't do things like that let us watch the movie let it let us see where it takes our imagination and what we get out of it and i think that If Marvel is going to market like this going forward, I do see a severe decline in ticket sales because people don't like that.
0: And if there is an agenda behind it, it has been presented. And like you said, uh, the directors have spoken out in that it should be to the point where everybody should be allowed to enjoy the film for what it is. If we were actually watching it in the time period that this movie takes place in the 1990s, this would not be an issue and we would just be watching it for what it is, wouldn't we?
3: right but everybody has to make a statement these days and I, I honestly wonder if we're ever going to experience the magic of cinema again because we're too busy looking for political and social axioms
0: well actually we will because we'll all be at one point in time like uh she was on the Cree homeworld uh, you know when she was suspended and she's having those lasers go into the, her brain like that you know uh, that's how we're going to be done that's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we're going to do it hey, yeah. that
3: was good that was good
0: well done Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Gerald. Gerald's earned his paycheck for the day. We're there going go. home. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic indeed. But it is going to be, uh, I think, a, a very good showing. How good? I'm not sure. And I think no one is sure when it comes to this point, when it comes to Captain Marvel. It's a wait and see. For me, it's actually a cool curiosity because I want to know how much these controversies affected it, how much interest there is in it. Are people just going to skip over it because they want to see Endgame? Or do they feel like I do and that you do that it's a necessary piece of the puzzle that needs to be watched, needs to be viewed, needs to be understood. The Easter eggs need to be collected and all the nooks and crannies as far as what secrets might be held inside Captain Marvel as far as the movie is concerned, the after credit scenes. We got to watch those and anything relating to what's coming up down the road in the Marvel Cinematic Universe starting with Captain Marvel coming up next month with Avengers Endgame and going forward in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe what are your thoughts out there on Captain Marvel we want to hear your review on the movie please we really want to hear what you have to say in regards to the movie if you went to go see it this weekend we'd love to hear your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com Pop Culture Cosmos, Humanica Media, and Game Source on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And coming up after the break, Jessica Box from the TV Ratings Guide, Daphne Matthew from the Walking Dead fanbase and Talking the Dead, and Nutty Nuscious from Nutty Bice and Beyond the Wall. They're all coming up back to back to back telling us their thoughts on Captain Marvel. This is the PCC Multiverse. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speed run or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at Miraclefruitoil.com. That's Miraclefruitoil.com. Vitabrace, win with it. She is one of the most excellent writers that's out there that touches on the world of TV ratings and the world of television in general. You gotta check out her work today on the TV That's the TVratingsguide.com your source of news and information on everything going on within the tv ratings world plus also great reviews original scripts as well for original programming that they do plus stories features and so much more on the tv world as it is it is my good friend back once again it is jessica boggs jessica always great to have you on the show
4: it's good to be back
0: i gotta talk to you about captain marvel it is hitting theaters this weekend and just similar to what we saw last year with black panther there is a very cultural importance and theme here it is something that i know wonder woman has come out previously and also made importance the fact that a female superhero leading the way being a star is something that can earn big dollars at the box office but the importance of now this being the first female-led movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The importance of this, you feel as far as what it should be and what it is when it comes to Captain Marvel as it hits theaters this weekend.
4: The casting was on point. The reviews are positive. And I feel like it's a huge deal for a woman to have led a Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: That's what I want to know more about, your thoughts on on how important this is going forward. I know my good friend Josh said it best, that diversity already should have been already in place when it comes to Hollywood. Yes, that's correct, but it hasn't been the case. It hasn't been treated fairly, and women have not been treated fairly in Hollywood, and that is hopefully changing into a much better format, a much better frame of mind, This movie is still to me an important step going forward for women in cinema. And your thoughts on on what you think this will do going forward with more women or female led, not only superhero movies, but female led big action triple A features going forward.
4: I feel like this is a big deal because as we've seen with Black Panther getting some praise, I feel like this is gonna get some praise from the critics but it seems like it's going to be an entertaining movie.
0: It seems like it is. Uh, It's truly something I feel that's very important to a lot of individuals out there. And as a father of two young ladies, they're seeing it as an important milestone. As they saw Wonder Woman and as they saw Black Widow in the Avengers movies, that was the first time they really took hold and witnessed to what something was interesting and all about as far as the advancement of women in major blockbusters so uh, i'm happy that this is taking place should have taken place a long time ago especially in the marvel cinematic universe but you know what it's coming now it is this weekend it is captain marvel and i'm looking forward to catching the movie myself and sharing my thoughts and I'm, i'm looking forward to the most is catching it with my daughters who see this as well as i do as an important step in the right direction well my friend it's been fantastic having you
4: on the show any last thoughts on the way out Actually, three new shows are premiering on TV Ratings Guide. One new drama, The Book of Terry, and there's new comedies, College, and Finally Together. These scripts are coming out this week.
0: And that's something definitely to look forward to. You always put out great content when it comes to the TV ratings guide. And as someone who we truly appreciate coming on our show each and every month, giving us the lowdown on what's going on with the TV ratings world out there, we just truly appreciate you taking the time and doing so. Once again, it is Jessica Boggs from the You got to check out her work and all the other great work that's going on with the Ratingsguide.com. And follow them as well on social media. They're available now on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Well, my friend, it's been great having you on the show. Awesome as always having you a part of the program. And of course, right here, a great part of the Pop Culture Cosmos.
2: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: Once again, it is Daphne Matthew from Talking the Dead 18+, and also the Walking Dead fan base. You got to check out both those great groups she moderates today on Facebook. So I want to hear your thoughts now, because there's some big expectations with Captain Marvel, just like there was with Wonder Woman, and where that succeeded, what are your hopes for with Captain Marvel when it comes to its prospects going forward?
5: Captain Marvel's an interesting character within itself because Captain Marvel is actually needed to complete or close the circle on the Avengers' is four movies. The thing with Captain Marvel is that she and I'm going to say she because this iteration of Captain Marvel is a woman. From a comic book perspective, there were five Captain Marvels and Captain Marvel for this particular movie, her story is being told because in May, the last Avenger movie, Endgame, is actually going to be released. And from what I remember of her, she she was born here, she was raised here, she finds out about herself over the course of the movie. And she has, I will say, maybe every superpower that the Avengers, (laughs) that one of the Avengers have. They did the movie well. It's going to be a great movie. I have not read any of the reviews. I know there has been some backlash because, as I said, there are five Captain Marvels that the first iteration is a woman. I don't see any issue with that. I mean, it could have been the man. It could have been a woman. It could have been whatever. People think that Marvel is actually taking the opportunity to make a quote-unquote feminist movie. I don't see that. I just see it as a character. I think that it's fitting with the success of Wonder Woman. They have Dark Phoenix coming out this year. They actually have a Black Widow movie in the making that I think is fitting that this first iteration is a woman because it's putting strong women characters in the forefront now as opposed to them being sidekicks to the male superheroes. So basically, as far as the Marvel Universe is concerned, it's time for them to have a strong female superhero that supposedly comes in and saves the day. Whatever happens in the movie is actually going to lead right into the last Avengers movie. And I think it has to be a good, solid movie in order for the Marvel Universe to continue because Captain America will no longer be in any movies. Iron Man will no longer be in any movies. A lot of these male characters that's built this universe are now leaving. So now they need somebody, I'll say, so to speak, to pick up the gauntlet and move the Marvel Universe into the future. Now, if Captain Marvel doesn't work, we could have the same situation that they had with Spider-Man. Spider-Man started out very strong. The last movie with Tobey Maguire was a bomb. And then they try to revamp it, and they had planned on doing three movies with um, Andrew Garfield and the second one bombed. And now they reinvented it to some backlash as Spider-Man being a teenager. So now it's like, you know, with characters that built the franchise leaving, we have to have a strong introduction to Captain Marvel in order for it to continue else it's going to suffer the same fate as DC. That's my opinion
0: on it. That's a great opinion indeed. And I'm excited for Captain Marvel coming this weekend. I know a lot of other people are. I know you are. And I know it's going well, to I'm definitely going to try to go see it. How definitely. <laughs> I know I am. That's for sure. and It's going to hopefully set a great example for women everywhere, young ladies. I know my girls are excited for it. I know a lot of other ladies and, and young women are out there as well, just trying to see that a woman take this that step to the forefront of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because as I've said before, and as I will say many times, not only is she here to go ahead and provide some help when it comes to Avengers Endgame that comes out in April, She's also there to set herself up as a major key cog in the Avengers going forward in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah, I know a lot of people are also saying as far as why an origin story right now crammed in the middle of two of the most important movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it's not, like I said, it's not just for the fact that she's going to be set up to be a major player in an endgame. game. This is for also down the road because she is going to be, she's going to be something special when it concerns the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the next five to 10 years. So people better get used to her being out in the forefront because she's going to be That's there right. and there for some time to come.
5: Like you said, she is setting up the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was important to have her standalone origin story now before the Avengers Endgame came out because she is the key to that final movie. So if people don't understand why they're doing it this way, it's all part of the plan to carry the Marvel Universe forward. It's not something... They just decided haphazardly this was planned well in advance that Captain Marvel would show up before the final Avengers movie because there's a reason for
0: it. And you will see that reason come to fruition come April. That we will indeed. Once again, it is Daphne Matthew from Talking the Dead 18+, and also as well, The Walking Dead fan base. You got to join both those awesome groups and hopefully talk nothing about good things about The Walking Dead, or even if they're there, just to share your opinions on The Walking Dead. And don't go there just to troll and say you don't watch the show. That's just wasting everybody's time. You got to go there today and be part of the conversation that's Talking the Dead 18+, and also as well, The Walking Dead fan base. Daphne, it's just been great having you on the show again, sharing your thoughts on Captain Marvel. Just cannot wait to see what is going to happen to close out season nine of The Walking Dead and where the series goes from there. And I know you and I will be talking more and more about it as we go down the road with The Walking Dead. definitely, definitely. Everybody have a great day. (laughs) Thank you to you as well. And so
2: great to have you part of the pop culture cosmos. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Greyskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Greyskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. And we're back
0: for the show once again. We truly appreciate you listening and thanks so much for being part of the PCC Multiverse. Well, she has returned once again. She was an awesome guest before and I'm just so glad to have her back on the show. She is an artist, a podcaster, a geek queen, a gamer, and a dreamer. You got to listen to her awesome shows, Nutty Bites and Beyond the Wall as soon as you can because it's some great stuff. It is Nutty Nuchdas. She's here today to talk about some great things going on because this weekend, like I've said before with our great guest before, it is Captain Marvel. And I'll tell you what, Nutty, I'm just so glad to have you again come back on our show.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about Captain Marvel. You know, it's the first female fronted Marvel movie in the modern cinematic universe.
0: Sorry, Jennifer Garner. As far oh,
1: as <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's 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 one of those things, like, you have to qualify these things. You know, when Black Panther came out, everybody said, oh, it's the first Black superhero movie. And it's like, uh, Blade? But... Uh,
0: <laughs> and then also Catwoman technically as well, though Halle Berry doesn't like to actually say that out loud as well.
1: even, even DC said that wasn't Catwoman, so...
0: it's all good
1: (laughs) but no this is this is really exciting and i think what i like is from what i can tell i'm trying not to spoil myself too much because i have a rule i watch one trailer i don't watch any more because if i saturate myself with trailers and information when i'm watching the movie seeing those scenes again will take me out of the experience but from what i can tell they're taking captain marvel and they're reconstructing the history kind of in a, in a better way, because there's a lot of sorted history in the Captain Marvel uh, comic book backstory. And from what I can tell, it sounds like it's going to be a much better story.
0: Absolutely. Daphne Matthew, who just came on with me a little while ago, she indicated that this is the fifth rendition of the Captain Marvel as far as when you talked about the comic books is concerned. And it's more based off the more recent uh, writings from 2012. Carol Danvers, who's played—I uh, guess she played Miss Marvel for a time in the comic books. She was also mm-hmm. brought about in the late 60s with her as a you know an officer in the Air Force. She's played a supporting role for so many years, but then took out took was was brought into the forefront in the 2012 series of comics penned by Kelly Sue DeConnick that has really just sparked this interest. And I think that got Disney and Marvel really going into seeing her, Carol Danvers, I mean, and then ultimately Brie Larson in the role as far as her making an imprint into the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: And and what I like about this is, I mean, there's, as I said, there's like some sordid details in the in the comic book history, but this, we're just, we're taking the positives and we're just hitting the ground running. And I'm really excited for it. I have my fingers crossed. Even the less good modern Marvel movies are still good. So I I don't expect to be disappointed. I haven't seen a lot of Brie Larson, but I loved her on The United States of Terror. And when I heard that she was going to be playing Carol Danvers, I thought it was really great casting. For me, My big female Marvel character right now is Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan's Ms. Marvel. And I would love, and I know they're never going to, they would never do this for their first movie, but I would love to have a Kamala Khan movie. And like, how much would that fit Disney to have a teenage superhero out there?
0: Well, I know Kevin Feige, the head of Marvels, he has indicated that if this goes well, which most likely I was thinking it'd be around what Wonder Woman made, which what 800, 820 million. If it does more, that'd be even awesome. But I think Disney and Marvel would be happy with anything over eight hundred million. And if that's the case, a sequel will be greenlit. And he has indicated that the future will have a Miss Marvel and Kamala Khan in it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! See, that to me is just joy. So, like, one of the things that drives me nuts is that we do have the whole, this is going to be the test for all female-fronted superhero movies. And yet, The Incredible Hulk was not the test for all male superhero movies. You know, once you get out of the cis, het, white, straight, male thing, anything that deviates from that so-called default norm, which is not, it becomes a test and it's like, see, people don't like that kind of movie. And it it, it kind of drives me nuts where it's like, well, if it's going to be a success, we need it to match the Wonder Woman numbers. It's like, how about we just see, is this a good movie? <laughs> but no, of course, it's not going to be that way because it does mean more. It means a lot to see a woman up there. You know, this is something that I I was very adamant about when the new Shira came out. Yes, it will entertain us, but this is not specifically for us. It's not for me. It is for the next generation. It is for the kids, the teens, and the 20-somethings who have have never seen anything like this before. This is for those who are not jaded by the movies and only ever seeing women put into support roles. You know, this is for the next generation. And while it doesn't matter if I like it, I'm pretty sure the little girl inside me is going to be cheering.
0: Well, that's the thing when it comes to Captain Marvel. And I keep reiterating that to to everyone that, yes, she is going to play a key role in Avengers Endgame. That's why it's Mm -hmm. here. Because people I know are asking well, it's an origin movie. What's it doing about this stage of the universe? And it's because it is being, okay, it is a little bit shoehorned in there, but it's a necessary shoehorned in there because the fact she is going to play a key role in Avengers Endgame, but more so it sets up a foundation for the next phase, five, 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because she is going to be at the forefront of this. She is going to play a key role. Her, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, those are going to be the faces you're going to be seeing more of and less of Captain America, which may, you may be seeing a lot less of, Iron Man and things of that nature. And it just perpetuates itself because you're going to be seeing more of her and you better get used to it because she is going to be playing a key role for some time to come.
1: I Widow, envision
0: her as a leader. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's, yeah. I know that that's the case. It's going to be that if whether or not she's going to be remaining on earth or she's going to be more space based, I think uh, things that Kevin Feige has also alluded to is that he's going to also be a little bit more out there with the, with the space format. And, and as far as what's going on out there with guardians of the galaxy three and, and some other things that are going to be coming in the future, it's going to be more space oriented, which is just fine by me and a lot, a lot of other individuals and captain Marvel whether you want to put it in Earth or whether you want to set it in space, she fits right in either which way. So that's not a problem at all. Black Widow, a movie is in production. It's going to be a reality finally. My daughters are excited because that's who they first emulated with when they were young and they happen to see her image on the TV fighting against the Shintari. So my girls are really excited for that. I know a lot of other individuals as well, but it all starts with Captain Marvel this weekend. If the movie does what, wonder woman did and even more i think disney would be just ecstatic with what's going on they're not expecting black panther numbers when you expect a movie to do 1.4 billion dollars that's not avengers in front of it i think you're expecting way too much so if if they're doing anything over 800 million dollars worldwide at the box office i think they're going to be tickled pink
1: let's not forget We didn't actually expect Black Panther to get the Black Panther numbers. There were no,
0: no, not at
1: all. I mean, and as excited as a lot of the community was about Black Panther, and as much as people who don't normally go to movies went to see Black Panther, there's still that cynicism lying around that we weren't sure how that was actually going to play out. And so when it did play out the way that it did, everyone was like, yes, this is this is what I'm talking about. I will say that Ms. Marvel has one of my favorite things going for it when it comes to comic book movies. It is not set in the present day. And if you think about some of the best comic book movies, they are not set in the present day. And there's something about putting it in the past that you can get away with the more fantastic elements when they went to X-Men first class, that was the first X-Men movie. That was a good movie. I mean, yes, I watched all the other ones, even though I wanted to walk out of one of them, but that one to me should have been the first because that was amazing. And because they didn't set it in present day, all of those fantastical elements were fine. And you're like, it's a comic book movie, but when you set it in something that's so much our world, it's harder to adapt to. It's one of the reasons why Guardians of the Galaxy, another surprise hit, worked so well is because their world is not our world. But when you play something in our world, it's harder to have that suspension of disbelief. You need something to separate it from our world so that these weird, fantastical, or coincidental things don't make you so skeptical. They make you go, oh yeah, okay, I'm game. I'm in for the ride. And so far from the trailers, it doesn't look like what they're doing to Sam Jackson to make him look younger is creepy or anything. It looks like they did a really good job, and I'm excited about that.
0: I am excited as well. Anytime you can get Samuel L. Jackson on the screen, I'm there to watch it because he is such an outstanding character. And at 70, he's still going strong. It's just amazing to see him in these all these pictures. In fact, he will be in three of the top movies already this year when Avengers Endgame comes out, when you talk about Glass when you talk about Captain Marvel and you talk about Avengers Endgame. So it's just going to be very cool to see him all over the place when it comes to what he's doing. But I wanted to talk about something you touched upon because there mm-hmm. is some controversy and you mentioned it real briefly when you talked about the stereotypical roles, what we've seen before and how we react to mm-hmm. it. Because of the comments she made last year, I believe it was in regards to the entertainment media she did not want to go ahead and continue this environment where it's a dominant white male media as far as from an entertainment platform. And I'm not going to sit here and disagree, even though I am a white male. I I know for the fact that it is a predominant white male industry at this point in time, but it's also created somewhat of a backlash. It's allowed a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, groups that are trying to undermine the actual movie. In fact, in recent weeks, they've review bombed Rotten Tomatoes and so causing Rotten Tomatoes and other groups to go ahead and reassess how they go ahead and, and do and conduct their user reviews because of the fact that they've already tried to review bomb it before the movie even has come out and there's been a lot of negative YouTube videos in fact if you typed in Captain Marvel right now on a YouTube search a lot of the videos would be just negative in far as the movie's going to fail. The movie's going to fail, even though you and I know, just common sense wise, it's certainly not going to fail in the least. So there's
1: there's a lot of sad puppies out there that have decided to make it worth their while to get in the way of progress. They Misogyny feel, and all
0: and the whole nine yeah, yards.
1: Yeah, they feel like as things creep towards, and it's not even close, but as things creep towards equality it feels like oppression to them because they're not used to being on the top. And it's one of these things, this is why we need movies like this. This is why we need representation. When when people talk about representation, they often th- talk about how, oh, well, I need to see somebody that looks like me on the screen. And it's not just that. It's we need white people to see non-white people on the screen. We need men to see non-men on the screen. We need straight people to see non-straight people on the screen. Because it's not just about do I see somebody that I can identify with, but do I see the diversity that's actually in the world? And if you live in the middle of nowhere, or you happen to live in an area that is not very diverse, and then you go to the movies, and all you see is places, people that look like you, you forget that these other people have experiences. And even if you live in a diverse community, if you only ever see one type of person on the screen, it's a subliminal thing that that's the only type of person that has value. And it it's a very subtle influence. And I think that the more diversity and the more different types of people we see on the screen, the less we're gonna see these sad puppies, the less we're gonna see people getting upset about it. And unfortunately the struggle is we have to deal with the people that are whining about it and are trying to do something about it. They feel that they are empowered and that they're going to affect things, but I'll tell people, use your dollars to affect things. And while I often go to the cheap theater, I will be seeing Ms. Marvel at full price for a very specific reason, just like I did with Black Panther. I wanna make sure that those full dollars go and get counted.
0: And you won't have to worry much longer about the boycott Captain Marvel that's out there, the hashtags and all that, because the fact, like I said, it's expected to do well it's just going to go ahead and and just brush aside all this controversy and still do well and just basically it's going to go off by the word of mouth and right now the word of mouth is pretty good in regards to the movie i'm hopeful as well that i will enjoy it i cannot wait to see it it is captain marvel it is coming to theaters this weekend and i know both of us are so excited any last thoughts on the way out on your thoughts or more on Captain Marvel or anything that she is going to do within the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything else you want to touch upon, especially about what you're doing with all your podcasts?
1: Well, I would like to say that I think one of the things that's most hopeful for me is to see young people cosplaying as Captain Marvel, to see more of those options out there. For me as a geek, I go to a lot of conventions and I can really tell how much a character affects people by whether or not they're dressing up like them. Are they wearing Captain Marvel t-shirts? I have one friend on Instagram and she is constantly wearing Captain Marvel's crest. It's a pendant around her neck. And it's fantastic and whenever I see those things it, it inspires me with hope. So my hopes are actually outside of the movie because I just want to see more of this Captain Marvel stuff out there because it empowers people and it makes them feel like they're part of it and you know like they're a bit of a superhero. And when it comes to my stuff, speaking of cons, the latest episode of Nutty Bites was recorded at Mysticon in Virginia two weeks ago. And that is out there. And that is where we talk about chosen family in the geek culture.
0: And where can they find Nutty Bites?
1: They can find Nutty Bites by going to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org. And the Beyond the Wall podcast will be coming back as the series comes back for its season finale that we're talking about Game of Thrones. So we're going to come back for our last season. And you can find that at specficmedia.com.
0: Once again, it is Nutty Nuchas. She is the host or one of the main people behind Beyond the Wall, when you got to check it out, when it comes back onto the air and also Nutty Bites. Remember, she's an artist, podcaster, a geek queen, gamer, and also a dreamer as well. I love that bio. I had to say it twice.
1: I'm actually, it's funny, the way that you put the emphasis on artists, I'm actually creating right now while we're doing this.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love the geek queen part as well. That was just an awesome thing you added in there. Uh, you, you just gotta I think you, that's what the moniker gotta go by she is the geek queen there you go once hey. again it is just truly great to have you back on the show I Thanks hope next time you to. could come on a lot sooner to talk about anything you want to talk about within whatever realm of pop culture you want to touch upon it's just great to have you part of the show and also part of the pop culture cosmos
2: if you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games we can help Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only 5 minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games.
0: And we're back with the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald coming right back at you here. If you need a listing of where we're at, because we're being played on radio around the world seven days a week check out our listings on our facebook page pop culture cosmos and also pop culture cosmos on twitter and instagram you will also see on our facebook page in those listings some of our podcast channels like Podbean, apple Podcasts, spotify and many more of those podcast outlets where you can catch all of those shows plus extra content Like, for instance, we dropped this week the full interview with Jay Bartlett from Action Figures, the most powerful toy in the universe. Plus, also, he's involved with his own show on the Nerdy Northerners Twitch channel that he's on every Friday night for his show, A Galaxy Far, Far Away. We had a full 40-minute interview right there for you. Plus, also, as extra bonus on top of that, we also had an addition of the GameSource podcast. The latest edition is now available. We just dropped it on Thursday, so you got to check that out. With me, Tony Monroy, and Jamie Monroy talking the latest video game news, so you got to check that out. GameSource podcast, and that's available right now on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. My friend, you got a great thing going on with Humanica Media, so share the goods, my friend. What is going on with Humanica Media?
3: So we posted the last part of the topic Eclipse Awards. This episode is our video games of the year and I actually do believe that it is a truly great episode because it was the one time when the conversation did flow. There were no dead spaces. Everyone had something intelligent to say. It was a pretty darn good episode if I do say so myself. So definitely check that out on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, podcast.com, all the usual places.
0: My friend Before we head on out, we got to talk a couple of great things going on. And that first off, I'm going to hit you with Devil May Cry five because it's hitting this weekend to consoles. The reviews are really, really darn good. I see a lot of nines, nine and a halves. This version of Devil May Cry, in a lot of people's opinion, and from what I'm seeing, could be the best one ever.
3: Yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow, but Devil May Cry 4 was it was a really underrated game and I don't think that people really came to appreciate where the franchise was going until after Ninja Theory had their whack at it, which was still pretty good, but it's been so long since we've seen a Devil May Cry proper that it just seemed like the right time to put it out. And then, you know, you look at it now how there's the, the they've taken it out of that arcade-y looking feel and put it into a more realistic and visceral look to the game and, and experience. So you're looking at that now and and the game looks pretty darn good. Like they have they have brought it up from what used to look like la- or what was last gen graphics, and it looks amazing. Like even you look at the way the hair moves, you look at the color textures, even the voice acting in this game seems a lot better. Like it's it feels to me like there's actually a story that one can follow in this game. And the the stakes are big. And you look at someone like you know when you look at Dante, you think of someone who who's invincible, right? You see his you know his sarcastic attitude, just the way that he portrays himself, you know. And, and Devil May Cry four, you had Nero, obviously a hot headed kid, but in this one, you see both of them seem to be vulnerable you know you see nero gets his arm ripped off and just the way that the there's an the story plays out like it it is everything the devil may cry series should have been from the start and i'm excited man i don't even know how to to explain i've been waiting for this game for a really long time and you know watching the seeing the the weapons you can play with if you do the some of the pre-order bonuses, you know, you get Mega Man's arm cannon and stuff like that. But I've always been really intrigued by these characters. And Capcom, after the Resident Evil 2 remake, it seems like they are, are going to be sitting on top of the world for a bit.
0: It's different styles of the gameplay, which I think is really kind of cool. It's a different look for it. Again, the reviews are just off the charts for this game. It's really becoming one of the best games so far in 2019. And I think we'll probably end up being one of the best games in 2019 when all is said and done. And that's Devil May Cry 5. Looking forward to it as it hits store shelves this weekend. And I know a lot of other people as well. I know, like you said, you're going to be going ahead and getting it and playing through it here very soon. And I know I will hopefully get that same chance as well. Well, my friend... Just wanna ask one more thing before we head on out. Did you get a chance to see the Game of Thrones trailer, the first actual full trailer for season eight?
3: I did, and it was amazing. But, you know, the, the fear with Game of Thrones trailers is that they're they're going to give things away. Same thing with the posters, you know, when they show the promo materials that always pop up on the internet. And this trailer did a surprisingly good job of making you want to watch the show but also not giving too much away of course we all want to watch the show because we're stuck on that cliffhanger from last season but you know they showed a couple like what happened to a couple characters who have disappeared for a couple seasons like we had gentry was gone and then beric Dondarian, brienne of tarth we didn't ever really get to see what happened to her so it's good to see these characters all coming back and if you really examine the trailer and see you can kind of see like the settings of some places like all the characters are in winterfell with the exception of cersei but they show Varys in the in the crypt so i want and it shows like arya's running from somebody and sansa's in the crypt as well i'm curious how sansa's character is going to play out because i don't really like her she doesn't really add much to the story she's very one dimensional you know and at the same time they show like they set up for these these really big battle sequences you see jon snow and daenerys going up to the dragons like the trailer ends with the night king's horse stopping and you see kind of like the camera goes up and you see the the, their whole army lined up so this is awesome and i'm and really we don't know yet if cersei's going to join the fray or if it's going to be a war where winterfell is stuck in between the night king and cersei lannister who's attacking them from the back so it's going to be interesting and i'm wondering how that's going to play out because i hear that the ending is of the series is going to be super tragic but really good And I'm excited, man. I can't really predict much more because I don't want to be wrong. But how are you feeling about it? Do you have any desire to watch this? Are you a fan? Have we talked about this?
0: We have talked about it. I'm not as big a fan as you have been over the course of the entire eight seasons. I stepped out after season one, after seeing Sean Bean die (laughs) once again. But uh, I will say I did come back in season seven uh, and I came back strong. I'm enjoying it. I know my wife is a huge fan and we're both looking forward to it. I actually went and watched a few of the back episodes just to try and kind of catch up with what's going on with the entirety of Game of Thrones. So, I'm now excited about what's going on. I love that last scene from last season. That was just that was just too cool. And it just to me it's just setting up for what is going to be a yeah, just a a colossal huge ending uh, as far as it's concerned watching all the stuff that that could take place i know it's been heavily rumored that the final battle itself will be the longest ever recorded on film and it lasting upwards of possibly even 90 minutes or even more so i am excited about that i would love to see that take place if you have not checked out the trailer yet You can check it out on our popculturecosmos.com website. It's right there for you. And judge for yourself, is there any little nuggets or little Easter eggs that you think are out there that will tell you more about what's going to go on in season eight? Well, I want to thank Jessica Boggs from the TV Ratings Guide, Daphne Matthew from the Walking Dead fan base and Talking the Dead, Nutty Nutris from Nutty Bites and Beyond the Wall podcast for stopping by on today's show. Any last thoughts on the way out, my friend?
3: Lord of the Rings, how are you feeling about this? They announced that it takes place in the Second Age, covers the First War of the Rings with Sauron, and it's still canon. So how do you feel about that? Just real quick, if you have a minute to talk about it. I do,
0: and is it going to deal with
3: a younger Aragon as well? That was the rumor, but Aragorn was, he's in the third age. So I'm, I'm curious and maybe it'll be done through flashbacks. I don't know. But at first I was skeptical about the show, but now that I found out that it's not going to overwrite any of the movies, I'm all on board for it. I hope that they're respectful of the property. That's my big concern. I don't want it to be Game of Thrones. I don't want to have a story in Middle Earth, but have graphic sex scenes. I don't want that because that just kind of ruins it for me and it feels cheap.
0: I would agree with you as well, but it's already been set as a standard as far as what Peter Jackson has put out there with the Lord of the Rings films, and it should not deviate too much from that as far as the style and approach. It should still have a definitive style as far as the way it's structured that people are familiar with, that people have gone to seeing in the first six films. No, it cannot be shot exactly in the same type of scope that Peter Jackson obviously had the liberties to, and obviously the budget to do so as well. There is a big budget for this Lord of the Rings series, but there's also going to be some limitations within the structure of each and every episode that you see. I am excited for it as a huge Lord of the Rings movie fan. I would love to see what takes place beyond it. I've, I've always hoped for more. I know the Hobbit series, as far as the three films that came out, were not for everyone, but they still grossed a combined $3 billion, so that's nothing to sneeze at. So you have all these great films that you've done so well with. I hope, even though it's going to be done on a smaller scale, that there's still going to be a lot left there to tell when it comes to the second age within the Lord of the Rings universe that I really would like to see as well. Don't forget to check us out on our Monday show. We'll be talking more at length about what happened with Captain Marvel this weekend and a whole lot more good stuff along the way. We've got a report from Jessica Boggs who comes back on talking about all the great things going on in the TV ratings world. Plus also Daphne Matthew talks a little bit more about Beta, his appearance on The Walking Dead, and so much more. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great...